All right, episode eight. Episode eight. This is Forest Hall with Real Church Matters. I'm here with. That's when I'm back. She's back. <laughs> hey, we, we definitely missed her. Aww. We definitely missed you. The the uh, listens proved that uh, we missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it's that people missed you or they don't enjoy talk about reading yeah. the Bible. Yeah. But um, it was definitely a great episode, though. I learned a whole lot. Yeah. You said you listened to it three times, so that's three lessons right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Um, Housekeeping, of course. Realchurchmatters.com. Check us out on Real Church Matters Instagram. Uh, Spread the word. We appreciate the listeners. Even if you didn't listen to the last episode, maybe you were just busy this week. You're missing out, honestly. Like, you... (laughs) It's a good episode. So tell us about your uh, your stuff. Where can they find oh, likewiselife.com and Instagram and all that stuff is go do likewise. All right. So this week, Antoinette uh, introduced a blog uh, post. It was, I'm unbothered. Unbothered but burdened. Unbothered but burdened. I read it. I think I read it out loud. <laughs> to me, yeah. To you. Um. So you can get my immediate reactions, but I was thoroughly blessed by it. But um, before we move into today's topic, just tell us uh, what was going through your head with reading that. We don't want to spill too much because we definitely want you to go to the site. We want you to take the time, read the word that she uh, took the time to write. It was definitely um, God inspired and I thought it helped me. But just a little background. Um, Just... In this walk, you know, I feel like I've been becoming more vocal about my faith, like with my friends and family and stuff. And with this, you start hearing people like just hearing where people are and knowing where their heads are at. Mm-hmm. And you, you see a lot of a lot of uh, I don't know how to put it in a nice way, but a lot of wrong and a lot of lack of faith. And it, it started to bother me. I'm like, we. You know, we're in this walk. Like, why are so many people in such bad places? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I shouldn't be bothered by this. This doesn't feel like what a Christian right. should feel like. So I'm like, let me write about it. Right. Let me study the Bible and see what it says about it. Right, because I think that's the biggest part. Is like, if you ever been bothered as a Christian and, and felt that bother about things, uh, this post can definitely help you. Um, it helped give me some some give me a word or a, a, a way to articulate it that I haven't thought of articulating before. Mm-hmm. So now when I do feel like that, I, I, I can always go back to this and be like, oh, I, I'm not bothered. I'm burdened. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was cool. Um, we'll leave it at that. But I, I I was definitely, you know, blessed by it. Go check it out. May do a part two. I've been getting some good feedback. So absolutely. Um, please continue to write. Please continue to write, Antoinette. Okay. <laughs> um, we need it as frequent as possible. We need to to always be in a position where we're sharing our hearts since he changed our hearts. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So if he if we say he changed our hearts, people going to be like, let me see. <laughs> and this is the blog is one way to show it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm, I'm always interested in people saying that they're Christians and, and not understanding that to be a Christian means you have a converted or changed life. Mm-hmm. And so that means people are going to be like, let me see. <laughs> and when I go, let me see, I don't see that Anything. much of a change. Right. It's like a person that been to the gym once and they're like, oh, my body hurts so bad. <laughs> My muscles sore. My muscles so sore. You know, I I got on the scale this morning. I lost ten pounds. <laughs> I know you look the same. <laughs> you look you look the same right now, but you keep at it. You keep at it. You keep at it. It's going. It's, we're going to see a change. We don't see it yet. <laughs> we don't see it yet. It's all good. That's though. a perfect segue, by the way. It's the perfect the, segue. So episode eight is going to be about faith, and and not faith. Uh, in the usual sense, I think um, today's title, if I give it a title, is God's Not Dead, Your Faith Is. It's kind of long, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm feeling right now. Okay, go God's Not Dead, Your Faith Is. And so um, when we were we were talking about this earlier this week, and I was always kind of just like impressed by... Uh, how our conversations kind of take this turn. But um, just to set the stage, when we we uh, talk about faith, we talk about believers, and we were, we were talking about believers as it relates to people who believe in atheists. Mm-hmm. And I said, yo, some, some of these people out here, they know different than atheists. All right. Because <laughs> an atheist doesn't believe. Right, and we I, we, I think you even said like the church is full of atheists. <laughs> yeah, like the church, the church is full of atheists. Like atheists don't believe, and church people say they do, but their life show they don't. Exactly. And so we was <laughs> laughing about that, but you know it sparked my interest. So I went in, the, and I'm like, you know, some things just sound cool. All right. So you got to go and study it. So you know, in in my studying of it, then I hit you. It was like, Nat, I think we're gonna do this podcast about dead faith. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and start studying. And we when we compared notes, we we had some interesting perspectives, but I'll start with mine. Uh, my first search went no further than James chapter two, where James is saying, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Mm. And so um, what became the issue with did we see in the church is that there are so many people who say they believe, mm-hmm. but they haven't the works to show they do. Right. They don't know that it's not enough to just say you believe or to even believe. Like right. if we can crack your brain open and I could see that there's belief there and be like, oh, <laughs> she, she did believe in God. Mm hmm. That's not enough. Right. And a lot of people would cut the podcast off right now and say, oh, I do. I do. I do believe in God. I don't need to listen to this. Yeah. But what you're getting to is yeah, yeah, it's it, going to remind. It, it's not so much the belief, but what the pr- belief produces in you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? What does that faith produce in you? Mm-hmm. You say you believe. What does that produce in the way you see the world? You say you believe. What does that produce in the way that you interact with your family, with your friends? What does that say about the way you look at yourself? Faith produces something in Mm -hmm. us. In us. And through us. Mm -hmm. 
this type of faith is the truest faith. This is the faith that, that they're talking about when he says faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. That's the faith that he's talking about. When you say faith, it can't be my faith is for God to do. This is the way they taught us faith. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the way I learned. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, what, what did you, you have say? Faith, you know, have faith that this will happen. Have faith in what you want, and God will make it happen. God will Simple make it Simple as that. Yeah. Hey, hey brother, you, I see what you're going through, but you just got to have faith in God. Yep. Brother, I see that you want something, but if you want it, you just got to have faith. And I know, I see you coughing, brother. <laughs> you know, you ain't sick, are you? No, no, I ain't sick. I, I I ain't gonna put that on me. I'm just gonna have faith in God. All right. Yeah, everybody has this faith in God, and you expect that faith to produce something in God, but it's supposed to produce something, something in, in us. you. Mm-hmm. In you, my faith is not so I'm healed. The Word tells me I'm healed. My faith is not so God can do. He does because He loves me. Mm-hmm. My faith is so that I can do. All right. It's interesting when people first get saved. It's like. I, I hear people when they come to the altar, the pastor will say, you know, you just need a faith, the faith of a mustard seed, the size of a mustard seed. Yeah. And it's like they see that as me having faith in God and the size of a mustard seed. But like you said, it's in us. It has to be rooted in us. Yeah. This seed that we're talking about has to be buried deep in us so that it might produce a work in us. Mm-hmm. That little tiny seed, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a little seed that when you plant the ground, it all of a sudden becomes 200, 300, 400 times its size mm-hmm. and is able to be seen by all the world and provide shade to everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? This, this little faith in us produces something great because our faith is meant to please God. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's not the way I've been taught about my faith. I don't know about you, Antoinette, but I wasn't taught in my faith that my faith is to please God. I I was taught that my faith was to please me. Right. I'm not happy. I should have faith in God. Faith that he'll provide. Faith that he'll take care of me. Faith that he'll give me. I want love. I have faith that God will give me love. Mm-hmm. I need money. I have faith that God will give me money. need a job. have faith that God will give me a job. But my faith never produces anything in me. Mm-hmm. There are times where I've been given blessings from God. And because I didn't operate in true faith, I wasn't able to capitalize on that blessing. Mm. Because that faith was supposed to produce a work in me that made me meet for the test or worthy of the work that he's doing. Mm-hmm. I ain't have it. Because yeah. like you said, as soon as the test comes, it's like, where where is that though? Yeah. So, so you actually that that popped up in your study. What was the scripture that, that hit you? Mine was James chapter two. What was yours? First uh, Peter one and seven says, "So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ." Mm, so you you gonna have to explain that one to us. <laughs> So what did you what did what popped out at you about that? Just the I think the phrase um, testing, testing the genuineness of your faith. So that's showing like it's different levels to it kind of in a way like you can have faith 
but he's saying the genuineness of it. Mm, the authenticity. Yeah, how real it is. How authentic is your faith? Mm-hmm. Is it real faith? Mm-hmm. God, God even wants to know. Right. Not just force. This ain't just force. Like, oh, here you go. Trying to tell us how real we are, how much of a Christian we not. Right. No, no. I'm, I'm just putting you in on some inside stuff that God really cares about you having an authentic faith. Yeah. He wants you to see and understand and always examine the genuineness of your faith. Yeah. If you say you believe, it should produce a work in you. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it's not genuine faith. Right. Why do you think that your faith is supposed to produce a work in God? When he's sitting up there testing to see if it's genuine in you. Huh? So it's two tests. Like who's <laughs> somebody shouldn't be tested. Somebody shouldn't, yeah. Why are you using your faith to test the genuineness of God? I don't have to test him to to know he loves me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to test his love. Mm-hmm. I don't have to try his love. His love has stood the test of time. His love loved me before I was. Everything that he does for me is not because of my faith. It's because of his love for me. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that later. We're going to get to that later. But uh, um, when we talk about genuineness, what did that bring out in you? What, what was that word? ringing in your heart for i think like you said it's uh, is it authentic can it be evident in your life when it's tested is it genuine is it real so when we talk about that word test how does how does he test our faith is there scriptures that talk about how he tests our faith mm-hmm. um i think in i read in uh hebrews when he was talking about how how he tested um Abraham mm. with how he offered up Isaac and uh, Hebrews 11, 11 17, 17 yeah. says by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up only his son of whom it was said through Isaac shall your offspring be named. So Abraham had been tested by God, mm-hmm. tested by saying the promise that I gave you, your son Isaac, this was Isaac was promised. Right. You promised me, Isaac, God. And now you're telling me to take the promised son and sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. This was a test, a test of Abraham's faith. Now, some of y'all might be like, why does God have to test our faith if he knows our heart? Mm. He has to test your faith. Because he's not testing whether you believe. He's testing to what extent you believe. Mm, that's the genuineness. That's the genuineness. Mm-hmm. He knows that it's, it's there, but he's testing if it's as genuine as you think it is. Mm-hmm. How can I test this lest I trouble you mm-hmm. or test you or cause you discomfort? or uncomfortability or place you in a position to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. All of us are in those positions. We just like Abraham. We have things that we love, things we hold dear, things that we make us feel good. And God comes and he pulls things away from us. He shakes things up. He causes us uncomfortability. He wants to test the genuineness of our faith. Are you willing to do in spite of right. how you feel? 
Are you willing to let go in spite of what you want to hold on to? How much do you believe in me? Do you believe enough to obey me? Or do you believe enough to say you believe? Because it's a lot of people like that in the Bible. Absolutely. <laughs> Even when you, you pulled up that scripture. Yeah, yeah. what what scripture? What the one where you, I think it was in James, where the demons even have faith in you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, In James chapter 2, verse 19, he said, You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and they shudder or shiver mm-hmm. or terrified. He's saying the act of believing is so common for all you people that are thinking you're doing something so amazing. And so uncommon as to believe in God that you think that he's supposed to be impressed by that. Mm. James is saying, man, everybody believe in God, even demons. Mm. And and uh, one example that is Mark chapter one, verse 24. The demon said, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The demons believed. See, when we say we believe in God, what, we, what are we saying? We know who he is. Right. Who is God? Well, to this demon, he's the Holy One of God. He said, I know who you are. He spoke to him in the way that he is. He responded in the way that he is, just like we do. Mm-hmm. But what makes the Christian different than the demon? The Christian believes and then has a work that proves Mm. their belief, Mm -hmm. that validates their belief, that shows how genuine their belief is. Perfect example is Abraham. He believed in God so much so that he gave up or was willing to give up what God gave him so that he might always please the one he believed in. Mm You believe in God and his actions showed it. You believe in God and your actions don't Don't show it. You believe in God and you expect his actions to show it, Mm -hmm. but never yours. Mm -hmm. You believe in God, so you expect him to be faithful, but not you. So it's like I believe in God to to change my situation, but I don't believe in him to change me. me. (laughs) I don't believe in him enough for me to change me. Mm. He said, said, let this mind be in you. You got to let it. Mm -hmm. He said, you are to walk. He said, be holy for I am holy. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, he gave us. So you don't believe enough to walk in the power of freedom. You say you free, but you're not. You don't walk free. You don't tell me you believe that you're free and you don't walk free. Don't tell me you love God and you don't have the love of God. Don't tell me he's the prince of peace and you have no peace in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't tell me that you can do all things through Christ and everything that he asks you to do, you don't. You can do all things as long as you want to do it. Then all of a sudden you want to quote Philippians because it's something you want to do. Right. Or oh, I want to start a business. I could do all things through Christ. He wants you to go to church. You don't feel well. 
<laughs> you can't do that, can you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or even the small things. Like, he wants you to just simply read his word. He, he just, want- just learn about him. <laughs> That's it. He wants you to read his word. And you you, you don't quote Philippians when it comes to that. Mm-mm. You want a man, so you like, I'm going to trust God. Mm-hmm. But you can't trust him enough to seek him. Mm-hmm. First, First. And, and that be it. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, we have faith, and we think that's supposed to make God faithful instead of us. Mm. 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 <laughs> yeah. He was faithful before your faith. Your faith is so you might become what? Faithful. Y'all can't see, but I'm just staring at Anthony. <laughs> He's just staring. I'm just staring. I mean, this stuff is just too real. It's like it's a it's an examination. It's a test of even the genuineness of my faith. Yeah. It's it's putting me to the test. I have to actually sit here and take a step back and say, you know what? I I haven't looked at faith right. Mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna sit here and say, oh, the church taught me wrong. That Bible been open for me. That's true. Forever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? All of us have dust on our Bibles a little too much. Even though I, in the last three years, I've, I've committed myself to engaging in the word more and not re- relying on other men to have a relationship with God for me. Right. But we got to wake up. Yeah. We just got to wake up. The James says something else in chapter one of James. He said, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Otherwise, you're deceiving yourselves. And I think that that's where we're at with our faith. Our faith is a deception right now. Mm. Remember, we always said that faith is not delusional. Well, deceptive faith is delusional. Mm. Deceptive faith dilutes us into thinking that we can control God. Deceptive faith or dead faith dilutes us into thinking that God is is into pleasing us more than us pleasing him. Mm. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. You have to have faith to please him. So the faith is for him. It's for his pleasure. He wants you to have faith so that it works something in you that pleases him. Mm. Not you to have faith so that it works something in him to please you. And I know I keep saying the same thing over and over in various different ways, but I'm saying it because it's important that we understand. He said in James chapter two, I'm I'm referencing from 14 through 26 in verse 15. He says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go and be in peace, be warm and filled without giving them the things needed for their body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Mm. He said the days of lip service is over. The days of thinking that you are a child of God because you know the lingo of the God. You know the lingo of the children of God. He said, you don't tell a naked, hungry person Go in peace and be blessed. Mm-hmm. That's the delusion. <laughs> that's the that's, delusional That's dead faith, faith that yeah. is delusional. Mm-hmm. It causes no effort on your part. Mm. There's no sacrifice on your part. Yeah. You get to walk past people who need your help 
and just say niceties to them. Mm -hmm. You get to just say pleasantries to them. You get to just quote the Bible to them. You get to just say, hey, sister, just have faith and believe in God. And then you go about your way. But that's not the faith of God. Because that changes nothing in me. It changes I do nothing that. in you and changes nothing in them. Hmm. The faith of God produces a work in you that works in them that causes them to have what? Faith. faith. When you open yourself up and say, you know what? I only got enough here for one person, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm willing to give of myself because of who I believe in. And then you start looking like him. (laughs) You start bearing his fruit. Because you say, let this mind be in you. This also in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Christ Jesus believed in his father so much that he disregarded any belief in anything else, including himself. Mm -hmm. That's what we where we're at is where lip service is over. Deceptive dead faith is talk only. Y'all remember that. Deceptive dead faith is talk only. He says in, in verse, uh, where we at? Verse 18, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. He says, some people will tell you, yeah, you believe and that's cool. But me, I just do. And, you know, I just I do this and I help people all the time. And that's fine. He says, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Mm. So don't work vice versa. It doesn't work vice versa. No, he said the only way that I can have faith is by producing a work. Mm -hmm. But I cannot create faith by working. Do you know, mm-hmm. it, that's how people get burned out in church. Right. This is how people get disenchanted with church. They don't truly believe in God, not the type of faith that works in them. Mm-hmm. So, but they still are trying to work. They're trying to work it in them instead of a work in them works out of them. Mm-hmm. And so what happens? They get tired. They're frustrated. They look around. And they say, this is a church full of hypocrites because they don't have a faith in them to understand that they're supposed to get to work to change the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. They allow the atmosphere to dilute them, mm. to poison them, and cause them to lose faith. Lose the, the little bit of faith they had, which is the fact that they just believed. He says, you believe that God is the one you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. But going down to verse 20, he says, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son, which was Antoinette talked about earlier in Hebrews eleven seventeen, Verse 22 says, you see that faith was active along with his works mm. and faith was completed by his works. Mm. See, when having a dead faith is the same as having an incomplete faith. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you believe and you think that's enough, but it's incomplete. It's not done. It's like you, you're buffering. <laughs> like still loading. Still loading. Like y- your belief is not a, hasn't articulated itself into an, an, a bodily experience. Mm. Y- you believe to a certain extent, but you have yet to be able to articulate that with your life. But what do you say to people? How do they look within themselves and come to this? How realization they, how do they recognize that well they yeah. recognize it by you know hopefully hearing this podcast <laughs> and, and and examining themselves but i think it starts with 
that examination. Mm-hmm. When you ask yourself, you know what? I believe in God, but that belief hasn't articulated itself into the fruits. And that goes perfect with Second Corinthians 13 and 5, which says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves? This is Jesus Christ in you. And he says, and unless indeed you fail to meet the test, I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test. So, so, yeah, he's telling us. That's how you know. That's how you know. You examine yourself to see if your faith produces the fruit. And what do we mean here? This is what I mean. What I when I say that I believe in God, it should produce the spirit of God in my life. All right. What is the spirit of God? The fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. What are the fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, kindness, meekness, gentleness, long suffering. Temperance. These are the things that should be produced in my life through what? Faith. So when he says I do, there are people who do works and there are people who who are confirm their faith by their works. What he's saying is there are many people who will do what we do, but they don't do it with the fruits of the spirit. Mm. He's, there's many people who work in church, but they don't do it with the love of God. Don't do it with the joy of God. They don't do it with the patience of God. They don't do it with the meekness of God. They don't do it with the gentleness, the kindness. They don't do it with the temperance of God. Mm. What do we mean by temperance? We mean people will start to do something, but they're inconsistent because they lack discipline. Mm. Temperance means discipline. A lot of you, this this is going to help you out right now. You have faith. You want to have faith to get a job, but your faith is not articulated in the job when you get it. Mm. Yep. The Two faith. weeks later, you, you, you're lazy. You don't even want to go anymore. You're not coming on time. You're not consistent. Yeah. Even with the things of God. I can't say God told me to start a podcast and I'm not consistent with it. Yeah. Anything God tells me to do, I operate in by faith, which produces the fruits of God. Mm. This thing, everything I say should be peppered with his love. Everything I... I do should have his joy, his patience, his patience, his kindness, his meekness. When I'm doing this, I should be temperate. That means that I should be disciplined enough to sit and study and prepare myself for the podcast. Even when it's only two views, even when it's only two views, 11 listens or 12, even when there's five people who disagree and 100 people who hate my guts. If God tells me to do it, I believe in God. So therefore, I operate by that faith and it produces and it produces a fruit, mm-hmm. a work. Mm-hmm. Faith without fruit is dead. Faith without works is dead. I don't want a dead faith. I ain't going to just talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like We talked for maybe a month about doing a podcast. And Antoinette started saying, when are you going to do it? When you, you know, I'm just, I, I got to get this together. I get, get that together. We find many excuses because we are not operating in faith. At the end of the day, it became a time we was just having a conversation. And I just cut the the power on the on everything and said, "Let's just record this." Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you just gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, is it faith if I need everything to be right before I do it? Yeah. He said, "Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." I should start it just because of who I hope I am. Mm. Mm. 
not because of who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I got to start writing a book, not because of who I am, but because of who I hope to be. Mm. I got to start making an album, not because of who I am, but because of who I hope to be. Mm. And that's still producing in and, you. And it produces what I hope to be. Mm-hmm. That's why it's faith. Mm. I got to start doing not because of the evidence of what's around me, but of the evidence that is not seen. Mm -hmm. That's faith. Mm -hmm. That type of faith is about me. It's not about God. He's watching. The whole experiment. The whole time. And watching to see if I do. See, you got to understand something about testing. God testing you in this way. And he, he tests me that way. He told me to do something and gave me none of the things that would have elicited confidence for me to do it. Mm. Mm. He told me to do something and I had zero evidence that it could be done. Mm. And I had zero hope that it could be done. In me. But he said, if you got faith, you'll do it though. Mm -hmm. He said, I know, I know you are ill-equipped. But if you have faith, you'll do it though. I know. You ain't got the funds. You don't have the resources. That's why I tell people all the time, they, I own a business and they always ask me, like, how do I get my business off the ground? You need to sit and not have a business plan for the next 10 years. You need to have a 24-hour business plan. Yeah. What can you do in right the next now. 24 hours yeah. to get your business off the ground? Mm-hmm. Not where you think it could be if somebody over here helps you. Mm-hmm. If God touch an investor over here. If three people touch and agree over here. If you can raise money over here. Because you sit still because you keep talking about all these extenuating factors. Yes. Before you do anything. And where is that in the scripture? Where is that in faith? Yeah. Where's your faith? Your faith is dead. Let, we might as well just say a eulogy for your faith. Because mm-hmm. your faith is, is not dead. It's not, it's not here. It, it, you didn't even give it a chance to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. God can't give you a million dollars because you can't see how to do what you need to do with a $10. Mm-hmm. He said you'd be faithful over a few you want to have faith mm. for the many, but he says, I'm not look stop worrying about how faithful I am to give you the many. How I got my part. I got my part down fast. How faithful are you with the few? <laughs> mm. How faithful are you with the few? Mm-hmm. I-, I gave you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I need more than this. I can never start it with this. Where's your faith? Where is it? Is it in the money? You hear people talk about the things they need to do in a way where it almost sound like they talking about God. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, this, if my mom just come through for me, I, if this income tax come through, man, a refund That's check where your faith come is. and it's going to go. And if your faith is in that, that means your faith is going to come and, and then it's going to go. go. Mm. All I need. It's just somebody who loved me for me. No, nah, no. Nah, what you need is to have faith in the person who loves you already. Mm. Who loved you before you even had pumps in a bump. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> before you even was something to be loved, God loved you. Mm-hmm. When you was a zygote. Ain't nothing sexy about a zygote. 
Ain't nothing sexy about that little tadpole. Swimming thing. around. Yeah, yeah. That woman you looking at and you think how bad she is. At one point, she was a zygote. Mm. And she was not sexy. At one point, she was a little snotty nose thing. She had to get her diaper changed. And while you think she's so amazing, God loved her before you even thought she was amazing. God loved her before she put her makeup on, before she put her eyelids on, her eyelashes, before she put uh, injections in her behind, before she put the push-up bra on, (laughs) before she sat a crown of weave on her head, God loved her. With no effort. Mm. None. Why? So that she might have faith and show her effort towards him. Mm. And God is pleased by that. Mm. that My effort. That pleases him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, contrary to popular belief, being a Christian is about pleasing God. How do I know that? Because all Jesus talked about was pleasing his father. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you're a Christian and all you talk about is how you don't get, oh, I'm in the valley. Oh, I'm in this. Yeah, you're going to be there. Let me tell you why you're going to be there. Because you're you're in that place so that God might see a faith in you that causes him to call you friend. See, in verse 23, he said, and the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Mm. See, our faith, let me tell you what your faith is for. It's to please God. And when you please God, he calls you friend. He looks down and he says, you know what? Antoinette believes. And every time I test her, she proves it's genuine. This changes the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah. She's my friend. Mm-hmm. She my friend. You know, it, it, he, he says in, in John, I think it is, it, he says, you're not just my servants. Now, Jesus said this. He said, you're my friends because you don't just serve me. He said, friends know what the father is thinking. Mm. He said, I tell you everything the father tells me because you're my friends. See, you want to unlock success in your life. But success comes through communication with God. And it's what he says to you depends on how you've pleased him. That's our gift. Mm -hmm. You know, people talk about being blessed by God. The biggest blessing God gives me is that he speaks to me. Mm. He lets you in on, on what he's oh, doing. Oh, he let me in on it. Mm-hmm. He let me in on it. Like he did with Abraham. Like he did with Abraham. He didn't just do it and leave Abraham in the dark because Abraham obeyed. He said, hey, bro, I did that because I wanted to test your faith. Mm. You showed me that you were willing to give up even what I promised you mm. to not disobey me. You would you gave up everything that pleased you to please me. I like that. You're my friend. You're my friend. That's what faith is about. Mm-hmm. My faith is not so I can be, so God can be something to me. My faith is so that I can be something to Him. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know any other type of faith. The type of faith 
Any other type of faith is a dead faith. It's a faith that is poisonous. It's a faith that dilutes you. It's a faith that, that poisons your prayers. Mm. It wastes your time. Some of you have been praying for hours on end, but in the heart of dead faith. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, 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 this, this may not sound great. and This might not be something people want to hear, but it's like being having a stillborn child. And it's, it's like you're, you're operating, you're doing things to prepare for this child, not even knowing it is no longer living. Yeah. There are people who are praying with a dead faith. There are people who are doing work with a dead faith. There are people who are reading the word with a dead faith. There are people who have served God for 20 to 40 years, going to church, service after service, never missing one, getting perfect attendance, never touching a drink, never smoking a bit of weed or whatever y'all call it these days. And yet... Never pleasing God because they have a dead faith. So what do you say to that person? If someone's listening right now and they 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 feel like they're that person, what can they walk away with? They can walk away in knowing that now you know your faith is so that you might please God in the midst of everything. Mm-hmm. These tests that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. these trials that you're facing. They are opportunities for you to show God your faith is genuine. Mm. That means that in the midst of this faith, I count it joy. I don't get overwhelmed and sad and depressed. That means that when I'm when I'm without, I know that I have. Count it all joy. I count it all joy. That means that when it comes to the choices I make, the choices are based on who I believe in. Not in what I want. Mm-hmm. It, that means that the priorities that I have mm. are based on God. Or the way I see things. This way I see myself. Mm-hmm. I don't say I'm ugly because I'm not no longer basing my my looks and my appearance and my worth on a system of a world. Mm. I'm basing it on the person I say I believe in. Mm. You want your faith to be alive? Believe in God enough. To live according to that belief. Don't people having faith that God will change them so that they can please him. Not knowing that if you have faith, that faith can change, change you, you so, so that you, you might please him. That's why it's called life changing faith. That's the church we go to, by the way. We go to a church called Life Changing Faith. Mm. We call it Life Changing Faith because it's the faith that changes lives. First yours so that you might change others. Amen. That's the way it works. That's the way we operate. That's the way we move. We we are going in a way where we glorify God not by the way that we uh, approach him to ask, but in by the way that we are faithful mm. To the words that have come out of his mouth. And another scripture, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Look at that. <laughs> That's it right there. If you in the faith, if you stand firm in the faith, this is the way it looks. It looks in a way in which you are able to stand firm on that faith. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we operate from a, a truer faith in our opinions and ideologies than we do in the actual word of God. Yeah. 
Some people believe things so staunchly that even when you show them four Venn diagrams, uh, a movie, and three people who agree that they're wrong, they're still like, mm-mm, yeah. get that mess out of my face. I know what I believe. This is what I believe. They, they stand they, firm on it. They stand firm on it. Mm-hmm. it. It drives every choice they make. It it drives how they see things. Drives, drives how they see things. Mm-hmm. We look at racist people be like, oh my goodness, how can you be racist? It's a belief system. Yep. And they they believe so much in it that it drives their perception of the world and the themselves. Yep. That's faith. Mm-hmm. Atheists have faith. Yeah. These faithless people supposedly have faith. How? They stand firm they in stand their belief. They stand firm on something they believe in. Yep. Because whatever you actually, whatever is actually in your mind, whatever you you operate by in your mind, is your belief system. Mm-hmm. Our brains are like computers. Our operating systems are what we believe. Mm-hmm. We we have a set of beliefs that allow us to move a certain way. Mm-hmm. Some people call it a code. Some people call it a morality. Some people call it an ideology. Whatever you want to call it is still a set of it's a mindset in which you operate and interact with the world and yourself. So if you say you believe in God and you tired of having a dead faith, you need to make God your operating system. Mm -hmm. That's what Abraham did. He don't care. He didn't care what happened when God says something upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) I just been uh, upgraded with some new orders Mm -hmm. and I operate from that. That's right. He didn't change from his directives. He didn't change from his operations, his objectives. It was always to please God. His little son said, where are we going, dad? He said, I don't know, but God will provide. That's 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 operation system talk. Mm. That's belief system. That's talk. the language. He didn't say God told me to kill you. Right. <laughs> he understood no matter what God said, I know who God is because I believe him. as he was doing as he was doing. Mm. Yeah, you you packing your things up in a box because you just got fired. People saying you don't got a job. God will provide. <laughs> That's right. You packing your things up in your house because your wife just divorced you or your husband. You don't have a husband. You a divorce. God will provide. That's the language. Yeah. You're preparing for a funeral because you just lost somebody you love. Oh, you OK? God will provide. What will he provide? She's gone. He's gone. He'll provide. I don't know what he's going to provide. I don't know what will be in the place of you, Isaac, but I know it will be something. He will provide. Mm -hmm. That's the faith. This is why people are falling prey to this world. This is why people are, are being destroyed. This is why... Their dead faith is starting to produce a dead person. It's because they haven't understood who the God that they say they love. They haven't understood the God they say they believe in. He believes enough in you to get give you his son. And you don't believe enough in him to give him your life. It, this is what faith is all about. We we uh Man, it was a good one. A good one. This is a good one. God is not dead. Your faith is, but it doesn't have to be. Believe in God so much so that you put nothing above operating in obedience. Mm -hmm. 
and watch what happens to your life. You'll produce something in you that you never felt before. A love you never felt, a joy, unspeakable, kindness, meekness, gentleness, all of that. God bless. Be encouraged.